Hello, I am Dr. Dao Xinli, Department Chair for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And I'm James Skoyan, Senior Faculty for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University. Please join us as we explore acupuncture points and their clinical applications. Hello, everyone. Looking forward to another session tonight. Uh, today we are going to focus on bladder six to bladder eleven. And Jim, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Hi, Dal. Thank you. Excellent points. Excellent group of points, you know, ranging from the scalp area all the way down to the uh, upper uh, neck, upper back area. Um, let us start. Um, the very first point is bladder six. Bladder six. Chen Guan. Uh, bladder six, uh, Chen Guan, Chen means to receive, and Guan usually means light or here, sunlight. Since this point uh, located at the top of the head, it basically means this is an area where it can receive the sunlight. That's why the name Chen Guan. Um, and um, it's also in some ways relating to what it does. Since um, this point has a lot to do with light, um, it also has a very good function of clearing vision, which we can talk more about it uh, in a moment here. Um, this point originates from Zhenzhou Jia Yijing, where it talk about how this point is very good for vision issues. Uh, so Jim, how would you locate this point? This point, bladder 6, is located 1.5, so lateral to the dumai, like other bladder points on the head, and 1.5, so posterior to bladder 5, or, if you prefer, 2.5, so posterior to the anterior hairline. So if you were dividing the um, anterior part of the head between do 20, located at the level of the two tips of the ears on the sagittal line, and the anterior hairline of the sagittal line, then this is right in the middle, 2.5 sun, but, of course, on the bladder channel, which is 1.5 sun lateral to the dew channel. That's wonderful. Thank you for um, uh, elaborating on how we can locate this point. Um, but do you usually measure it with the finger, uh, basically the one-twin or the three-twin fingers? No, I do not use hand-sun measurements for head-sun units. I use proportional measurements on the head uh, to locate the bladder channel points. Okay, wonderful, great. And uh, this point uh, has the action of clearing heat, clear vision, disperse wind, open orifice, so um, it's also used to open a nasal orifice. Um, it's a clear vision, obviously, also disperse the head, the wind of the head. Obviously, what I mean is probably for headache issues. Uh, open orifice, calms the spirit. So these are some of the actions of this point. Uh, what are some of the primary indications, Jim? Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your discussion of uh, vision of uh, disorders, but I primarily use this one for local issues related to the head, such as headache and or brain, uh, including symptoms like dizziness. Wonderful. And uh, I would say that in the classics, I think the number one, the very first um, mentioning is actually really vision issues. Um, is used for, like what you're saying, vertigo, used for blurry vision, um, used for cataracts, used for glycoma issues, uh, conjunctivitis issues. Um, so it is an extensive discussion of how this point, in a classical sense, how this point is used for uh, uh, eye and vision issues. Obviously, uh, when we look at more contemporary look, as you actually has alluded to that in a contemporary point of view, is mainly used for headaches, nasal congestions, excessive nasal discharge, um, even epistaxis, uh, nausea issues, restless issues. So very good for like, rhinitis issues and common cold, 
uh, even nasal polyps situations. Um, so um, for the um, basically for the contemporary use, we see more of it. Also, common cold, not the least. I think I talk about a little bit. Um, and not the least, uh, last thing is uh, also good for facial paralysis. Uh, so I just want to add uh, some of those things uh, in there. Uh, as for <clears throat> point um, uh, combinations, uh, bladder six can combine with a liver supine. Um, in our bladder supine, later on we can look at a liver supine uh, to treat uh, headaches and vertigo. We can also combine hergu large intestine four, yinxiang um, that would be a large intestine uh, twenty area. Um, we can use that to clear heat and disperse wind, open up orifices, good for common cold, as well as uh, running nose. Uh, we can also combine this point with Taiyang point, uh, very good for um, blurry vision or reduction of uh, vi- uh, eyesight, as well as uh, for uh, headaches. We can also combine with stomach 40, uh, stomach 41, for the treatment of uh, dizziness. Uh, we can also combine with Shinsu, and I uh, believe that's bladder 15, plus uh, Neiguang, uh, pericardium 6, uh, to treat actually uh, uh, epilepsy, seizure type of conditions. So these are some of the point combination that I can find that I know is uh, very common and very popular. Um, how would you needle this point? I needle this point horizontally, uh, 0.5 sun to 1 sun, so I cover a distance, if you see, uh, with the 1 sun. I think this uh, point uh, can also be mocked up, but there is definitely uh, some of the classical texts actually discuss about is not suitable for maksa since it's so close to the head area. I think um, I would just advise that uh, my students to not moxa, especially in a situation where, number one, obviously, when there's a lot of hair, you might uh, burn someone's hair. Uh, but the second thing, actually, probably stay away from the hypertension situation. And in the classics, uh, if you look at Zhen Jiu Jiai Jing, this is where it comes from. Um, it's used for feverish febrile disease where there's no swelling. Used for nausea um, and um, uh, acid regurgitation and restlessness. Chen uh, Guan can be used for this uh, condition. And Tong Nen Su Xue Zhen Jiu Tu Jin talk about how sinus congestion is uh, a perfect point, is used for sinus congestion, loss of smell, loss of smell. And Zhen Jiu Da Chen um, is much more extensive. Talk about how this point can be used for dizziness, headache, uh, vomiting, nausea, restlessness, um, again, loss of smell, uh, as well as uh, cataract situations. And uh, anything else to add? Oh, no, I think you've mentioned some interesting indications out of the classics I'll consider in the future. Yeah, and I Let's would go just... go on to bladder seven. Great. Uh, just really quick, that Chen Guang, again, receiving light, it gives you some idea that, don't forget, this can also be used for vision issues. All right, so bladder seven, Tong Tian. <clears throat> tong Tian means, uh, Tong means to open up, to communicate, to open into. Uh, Tian means heaven. Tian means heaven. Since, again, this point is at the vertex of the head area, um, is uh, reasonable to have this beautiful name of opening to heaven, opening to heaven. So that is uh, basically the name, uh, the description of the name. It originates from Zhen Jiu Jiai Jin, where it talk about how this point is wonderful when there is heavy-headedness, uh, stiffness, and nasal issues, and uh, asthma uh, with uh, poor breathing issues can all use this point, and that's where it's originated. We'll talk more about the action and function in a moment. So, Jim, how would you locate this point? Well, on the bladder channel of the head, which is, once again, 1.5, soon lateral to the dumai, but this point is Fortson posterior to the anterior hairline uh, on that bladder channel. So Fortson posterior to the anterior hairline. So this is uh, about uh, is about one point five trim posterior to bladder six. 
Exactly. So that's 2.5 plus another 1.5 coming at the area to Fort Sun. Great. You know, um, interesting enough, in the classics, there is actually some controversies. Zhen Jiu, Jia Yijin, I mean, both of them talk about its um, lateral 1.5 turn to the midnight. But uh, Zhen Jiu, Jia Yijin talk about it's about 4.5 turn from the front hairline. And then uh, Beijing, Qian, Beijing, Qianjin, Fang actually talk about it's about 3.5 turn from the front hairline. So there's definitely some controversies in the classics, obviously. Contemporary text has fixed that issue, but it's good to know that uh, such a situation exists in the past. As for action-wise, uh, Tongtian, uh, this point, uh, bladder 7, can be used to clear the wind of the head and opens up nasal orifice. It's also used to clear heat, disperse wind, like what I said earlier. And uh, um, and is uh, basically to uh, since Tongtian, that the name of the point is to open up to heaven. It really means any kind of orifices in the uh, head area um, instead of uh, in the trunk. So anything in the orifice that um, in the head area, such as vision, such as uh, nasal cavity, such as uh, hearing issues, can all be used for that. Uh, that's at least that's what uh, this uh, name of the point indicates. So, Jim, what are some of the primary indication you would use this point for? Well, I'm well aware of its application by nasal complaints, nasal congestion, sinus-related problems, or a type of a rhinitis condition. So I'll mention that, and that goes with what you just mentioned. I, uh, however, want to mention the local action on the head, treating headache, dizziness as well. And interesting enough, I would use the analogous situation, autogonous, what do you call it? Autogonous, I <laughs> can't say it correctly. Um, analogous. Analogous. Okay. It's, um, basically, you can use this point that people has been using this point for heel pain. Uh, for heel pain all the way down to the opposite side. And that seems to be uh, helpful for certain situations. Yeah. Um, and has been also used for bronchitis. Um, has obviously used for a lot of vision vision issues asthma issues, stiff neck issues, ear ringing issue. Remember all those orifices, anything that's open orifices. Um, it's well known for asthma, interesting enough, <laughs> and as well as for hypertension. So uh, these are some of the things that's been uh, uh, used in a lot of literature. Um, as point combination goes, <coughs> we can uh, combine with gallbladder 20, feng ci, and kunun. I believe that is uh, later on we can talk about. I think that's bladder 60. Um, it's uh, used for um, uh, dispersing wind, clear heat, stop pain. So it's used for heavy-headedness and vertical. We can also add yin xiang uh, point. This is a large intestine 20. Um, and Sanxin um, point to help to clear the nasal orifices for uh, sinusitis and rhinitis issues. We can also combine with governing vessel 26, pericardium 6, to actually help to resuscitate. So when there is a collapse of young situation, we can also combine with, again, earlier we say gallbladder 20. Um, we can use that also for nasal um, rhinitis, including in tongue as well. Uh, we can combine with bai hui, uh, which is, um, um, uh, bai hui is du 20, feng zi is uh, gallbladder 20, tai yang, um, and, uh, which is an extraordinary point, as well as large intestine 4, um, between your thumb and your first uh, finger to treat uh, serious headache issues for headache issues. Uh, so these are just some of my combinations here. And so, Jim, um, how would you uh, needle this point? Uh, again, on the head, I tend to needle the points horizontally, and this is no exception here. So often horizontal in an anterior direction, 0 0.5 to 1 sun. Why do you needle anteriorly? Why wouldn't you want to needle posteriorly? I mean, you know, for meridian, 
tonification or sedation possibility. Mm-hmm. What's your thought? Well, I, <laughs> it's a very large topic in, in general on the peripheral uh, uh, point of the extremities. I tend to needle in the direction I want to direct the chi, so based upon the chi flow, so to speak, um, leaving that on the head. Uh, if I'm needling for a sinus problem or a nasal problem or a problem, as you said, relating to sensory organs as well, I would consider needling in the, that direction, basically in an anterior direction as opposed to posterior direction. Now, when we talk later on to the point like do 20, I'll vary that discussion perhaps and explain based upon the indications I might treat it in a different direction. So not always anteriorly. Now, for bladder 6 and bladder 7, additionally, would you ever consider needling medially or laterally? Yes, and many there's several scalp acupuncture systems, and when I integrate points on the head, including in the area of bladder 7, I'll needle in the direction of maybe a stomach 8, just to give a rough example of, of that. So uh, the, the, the direction related to the microsystem of the scalp uh, implies uh, connecting points together on lines or in zones, and so I would do it that way. Now, uh, the other point is, uh, we'll take the extra point just to go a little further, Susan Chong, the points one son in four directions from D20, uh, I needle those uh, on a well, very often, I sort of say on occasion, but very often in a medial direction towards the midline from the outside or in an anterior posterior direction. In other words, I'm needling four needles towards do 20. So I can do it that way. So the needle direction can vary. In general, going back to bladder six and seven and bladder five, I tend to needle them uh, anteriorly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was studying with an acupuncturist in Nanjing, she... Um, uh, the way she does this is uh, when she needs to treat migraines, obviously, is like what you're saying, point laterally. But she also say that point medially is actually a way of tonification. Tonification, obviously, this is her experience. But it's interesting to know that. Uh, moving on to moxa. Um, you can moxa this point, but again, there are absolutely some uh, classical texts that advise you not to. Or don't do it as often, so kind of important to know that. Uh, in the classics, we can see this in Zhen Jiu Jiai Jing, that this point is used for heavy-headedness and pain. Tong Nen Su Xue Zhen Jiu Tu Jing talk about how this is very good for stiff neck when you have uh, neck immobility, immobility issues, as well as for nasal congestion. Zhen Jiu Da Chen talk about how this point is beautifully used for totally lost a sense of smell, sense of smell. And Zhen Jiu Da Chen continued to talk about how this point can be used for stiff neck, can actually be used for thyroid enlargement, nasal bleeding, polyps in the nose, nasal congestion, excessive clear discharge, vertigo, um, as well as asthma and heavy-headed feeling. Uh, so these are some of the things that the classics uh, talk about. Um, and as in uh, research, um, this point has shown that for thrombosis situation, um, this uh, point can actually change the blood flow in the cephalic region and actually can normalize uh, the blood flow in the brain. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, has been researched to use for epilepsy when the brain wave uh, has become irregular and it actually helps to normalize the brain wave. So it has been known to be used for stroke patient, has known to be used for epilepsy patients. And the third research is that there's a research report that actually talk about how this point can use to treat urinary incontinence after a TIA, after a stroke situation. So I thought oh, that's I very that interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jim, you got anything else to add before we move no, on? Just uh, underline that those are rather interesting um, research findings. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised by especially uh, this uh, last one, um, especially on uh, the incontinence. I can see because it's so close to the midnight, as you know, in the scale of acupuncture, 
the closer you are to Bai Hui, uh, the closer you are to the urinary bladder and reproductive system, you know, more down below in the trunk. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting. Um, this research actually yes. has panned out. Yes. Okay. Um, let's move on to bladder eight. Bladder A, Luo Chue. Luo Chue is a wonderful point uh, used for different things. Um, Ruo means branch, you know, like Jin Luo. Luo Ruo means like the tiny branching of meridian. And Chue uh, means to retreat or become posterior. And so what the name of this means is that the branch of the meridian that's coming downward toward the backside of the head. And so it's kind of like retreating, it's going backward instead of going forward. So this point is an anatomical description of where the energy is moving toward. And uh, this point is uh, originated, um, let me see, it's originated from Zhenjiu uh, Jia Yijing, where it talk about for epilepsy, for stiffness, uh, for vision issues, for spaciness, inability to focus, which, you know, actually that sometimes we see that in people who actually have a little mini stroke, uh, manic uh, depressive issues. This point, Luoche, is the main point for those kind of conditions. So Jim, how would you locate this point? This one is five and a half tsun behind or posterior to the anterior hairline, again on the bladder channel, which is 1.5 tsun lateral to the sagittal line. Again, so you say 5.5 tsun. Interesting yes. enough, Zhen Jiu Jia Yijin says about 5.8 tsun. Bei Ji Qian Jin Yao Huang talk about 5 tsun. Zhen Jiu Jichen talk about 5.3 tsun. But they are all lateral, lateral to the midnight 1.5 tsun. So just give you some idea that there's just, just def, definitely has a little controversies uh, among the classics, among the classics. Yes. As action goes, um, this point is a point that can help to capture the wind of the head, calms the spirit, dissolves swelling. It also clears heat, extinguish wind, and soothes and pacify liver. And since this point is located in the head area, it opens up to the brain, so it's commonly used for brain diseases and spiritual issues and mental issues. This point is also good in clearing any kind of blood stagnation and congestion, as well as visual distortions and vision wind situations. So, Jim, what are the primary indications uh, for this point? I'm using it again for local head-related conditions from headache to dizziness and extrapolating to other conditions related to the brain. I'm interested, you want to come back, you mentioned uh, a relationship to the liver here. Uh, Of course, the, the the. the do channel connects the liver channel connects to the do channel do twenty do twenty is very close to this point. Their bladder is closer to do twenty. Do you see a relationship by the through channel connection or just through an energetic affecting the brain and the liver direct, indirectly through the brain or how do you see that connection? I think the connection to me besides some of the branching, my connection that I think is wind is its ability okay. to extinguish wind. And uh, um, and this point has been known to be useful, interesting enough for facial paralysis. And uh, unlike some of the points like what we talked about before, the bladder 7 and bladder 6, its usefulness and has been uh, basically talked about here quite a bit is that is used for schizophrenia. Uh, many depression, many depressives, as well as swelling of a thyroid. Now, that's unique. That's a unique thing to this point compared to the other two points that we talked about earlier. Yes. Uh, so I thought I'd add that in there. 
And it's for point. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no problem. And then for point uh, combination, um, we can combine with Sui Gu. Sui Gu, I think it's gallbladder A, if I'm not incorrect. Uh, and then Nia Chui, it's uh, lung 7. Uh, to uh, clear heat, disperse wind, and calms. So it's good for headache, good for vertical. And you can also combine with Tianzu. I think that's bladder 10. 10, 10 yeah, Tianzu. And Houxi, I think it's um, <laughs> small intestine 3, I think. Uh, yes. It's uh, very good. These two combinations is used for headaches and stiffness, especially stiffness of the neck. And especially when the headache is coming from the stiffness of the neck. We can combine with large intestine 4 and yin tang, which is an extraordinary point right between your both eyebrows uh, to treat nasal infection, rhinitis. We can also combine with sen su, bladder 23, sen men, which is heart 7, and uh, as well as some of the point around the ear to treat for deafness as well as ear ringing. We can combine with Bai Hui, uh, Du 20, Feng Zi, uh, Gallbladder 20, Sen Su again, Bladder 23, and Stomach 36, Zhu Sunny for the treatment of headaches and dizziness. So how would you needle this point? Horizontally, and again, 0.5 to 1 Sun, and probably in a posterior direction when not directing it uh, to connect to another point in the scalp system, so you know, I do want to raise. I do want to raise one thing that's interesting is that when I was doing some research on this point and looking at some of the um, the textbooks here, a lot of textbooks talk about about point three to point five twin. Yes, yes, and uh, and I think mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. I I, I wonder. I, I'm sorry. I I know that I I. I I'm aware of those shorter uh, references or references in, uh, that don't involve inserting the needle deeper. I, I think I'm strongly influenced through the scalp acupuncture systems that developed in the last uh, 50, uh, 70 to uh, 70 years, we'll say, uh, where there's an emphasis on connecting points, uh, going from one point to another. And I st- definitely tend to, when locating points on the head with the challenge that are involved in locating points on the head, uh, cover more area of the meridian. So I'll, I'll take a bladder eight and try to use uh, one and a half sun needle and insert it up to one sun. Okay, that's my main reason for doing that. Rather than trying to um, insert it and uh, get a chi sensation in just a short depth. I do agree with you. In the 1980s, when I was learning in China, I do agree with you a lot of times. 0.5 to 1.1 chun is widely used in the scalp area. Um, And at this point, again, you can moxa. um, But um, again, there's some classic says don't moxa. So there's definitely some uh, um, differences there, um, situation there. Okay, and uh, as classics goes... Zhen Jiu Jia Yijin talk about this point can be used for epilepsy um, and the Tong Nen Su Xue Zhen Jiu Tu Jin talk about this is good for clear vision and vertical and as well as uh, ear ringing Zhen Jiu Da Chen talk about this point could be good for vertical and ear ringing and Nei Jin Tui actually talk about how this point is very good for thyroid swelling and tumor issues um, and uh, so that's all I have here, Jim. Anything that's else to true. add? No, I think uh, I don't have much to add to some of the good points you made. So let's go on to bladder nine now on the back of the head. Yuzhen, wonderful point. Actually, is a very commonly used point for certain conditions. Uh, yu means jade. Zhen means pillow. Well, you know, in the old days... Rich people in China makes a pillow out of jade. And uh, so basically saying that this is where the head touches the jade pillow. And so it's also a way to tell you this is right on a particular bone in your anatomical structure in your scalp area, in your scalp area. Um, and uh, this point, point uh, this point, this point originates uh, from Zhenzhou Jiaijin, 
and uh, and it basically says for vertigo, for eye pains, uh, for coldness in the head, we should use Yuzhen as the main point. So, how would you locate this point? I'm locating this one more anatomically, based upon the lateral end of the palpable external occipital protuberance. So, as I'm palpating the external occipital protuberance, basically saying from the sagittal line laterally in both directions, I'm looking for the point in which these protuberance ends, and then kneeling just above that point, directly superior to this lateral end of the superior border, the external occipital protuberance for bladder nine. Now, I want to add that two points. One is uh, we're going to discuss bladder 10 after this, and generally speaking, bladder 10 is directly inferior to bladder 9. Of course, you can say bladder 10 and bladder 9 is directly superior to bladder 10. And if you're looking in terms of contemporary text and Sun measurement, it's described as 1.3 Sun lateral to the Du channel. Now that 1.3 is, you know, we can uh, study it and try to understand its relationship to the 1.5 bladder channel up to that point. But I prefer to stick with the anatomy and pick the lateralmost end of that external occipital protuberance and needle above that. Why do you think um, instead of staying with 1.5, now we are now going to 1.3 trilateral? Well, I've considered it, and I can't, I can't assume that, I can't uh, uh, propose that I'm a specialist in the shape of skulls, but in general, I have the feeling that the skull narrows a bit in that direction, so we're proportionally trying to uh, identify a meridian which follows the contour of the structure of the skull. Yeah, I do have to question that, because um, if you look at the Mongolian head, might be different than a Caucasian head mm-hmm. or a African American head might be quite different. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely some variation for us to really evaluate and discuss and contemplate. As for action goes, bladder nine Yuzhen has the action of clearing heat, clear vision, opens up channel, activate low, disperses the wind, disperses cold, and stopping pain in the eye area. And uh, so this point has uh, been uh, very, very uh, action-oriented toward dealing with the wind and dealing with the eye and dealing with the ear issues. So Jim, what are some of the primary indications um, this point can be used for? Well, again, there's points on the head. I'm thinking of the local region as a as a main action target area, headache, dizziness. But in this case, I, I think of the posterior headaches, the headaches in the back of the head, possibly coming from the neck, uh, 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 like in the upper cervical area. So I'm, I'm needling it on those occasions when there's a posterior headache as a local or adjacent point, directing the needle horizontally and posteriorly. And uh, I want to add something into this. Um, it's also been known to be used for eye pain, nasal congestion, vomiting as well, red eyes. Um, since it's so close to the optical nerve area, it's a, uh, basically is one of those widely used points for um, vision issues. Loss of uh, smell, uh, optic nerve infections, as well as trigeminal neuralgia. Um, just want to add on an interesting point. It's also been known to be effective for foot fungus. <laughs> now, have you heard about that one? That's uh, no, I mean, I could see a relationship to the foot through the microsystem that shows a reflex zone in that area, but not to a, a fungus. A very a tinea. interesting point. I'm assuming a tinea, tinea fungus, a tinea pedis condition. No, I didn't know that. So uh, as a point combination goes, we can combine this point with Hegu, large intestine 4, to treat headache, nasal congestion, and wind conditions. We can uh, combine with gallbladder 20 to treat um, neck and headache, occipital headaches. 
we can combine gallbladder again 20 with lung 7 to 3 brain disorders and uh, again uh, severe headache we can also combine with uh, do 20 gallbladder 20 as well as bladder 10 and large intestine 4 especially for occiput uh, headaches so as you can see a lot of combination as you have pointed out before this is a very famous and useful point for occipital headache uh, as well, neck pain. So how would you needle this point? Uh, on the head horizontally and once again 0.5 to 1. So and although I want to add right away that I have needled this one subcutaneously and directed the needle down to connect it to bladder 10, in fact, to have an effect on the uh, local neck tension in the upper part of the neck. So varying the, the direction of this, sending it uh, more directly to connect to bladder 10 as well. How do you go through the protuberance? I thought this is in a oh, superior margin. Again, what, now what you I'm need sub- is going to have to curve around that protuberance. <laughs> I didn't know you can about- throw a curveball, Jim. Oh, I could throw many curveballs at you, but basically that's why I meant subcutaneously because I can pinch the scalp uh, skin and direct the needle, bend it as I would in other areas of the body to follow the direction I want to head. I send the needle. Oh, so, so I see. Possible. So you kind of pulled up the skin a little bit, huh? Pinch the so-called pinching method with the supporting hand, like by Yin Tang, for example, or Lie Chie, Long Seven. Tricky, tricky, Jim. <laughs> yes, and so we throw a curve at you. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, Moxa is um, used, um, has been known that you can definitely uh, use moxibustion. Um, and uh, um, let's see, classics goes. Zhen Jiu Jia talk about how this point is good for stiff neck, headache issues, not sweating, wind conditions, aversion to cold, vomiting, eye pain, um, head heaviness, um, alternating cold and fever, bone pain. You can always use this Yu Zhen bladder nine. Uh, Tong Nen, Su Xue Zhen Jiu Tu Jin talk about when you have wind in the brain, is the pain is so extreme, so very good for extreme, extreme pains. Qian Jing Yifang talk about how this is for excessive sweating, alternating fever, and chill. Zhen Jiu Dazhen talk about how severe headache, eye headaches, where you can't even see um, very, very severe headache or severe nasal congestions. And I do remember my teacher have used this point for myopia uh, to uh, try to correct the nearsightedness. nearsightedness. Yes. And... Um, Jim, anything else to add before we move on? Uh, not directly, just to add on to your uh, indication, myopia. Uh, basically, of course, as you mentioned, this is a point over the, a brain center relating to vision. So yes. one can use this and other points in that area. That's very helpful. That's right. It is in the scalp acupuncture zone there uh, for yes. vision. Um, if not, let's move on to bladder 10, uh, which is uh, actually quite commonly used. Uh, it's good to know this point. This is actually a point a lot of Qigong master practices this point to continue to keep their orifices open and clear. Tian means heaven or sky. Zhu means pillar. A pillar that holds up heaven and sky. I don't know who comes up with these names. They're just yes. very beautiful. Yes. Um, but anyway, so um, because interesting enough, in the old days, in the classical time, the, ver- the, the neck, the cervical vertebra, is actually called the Tianzu Bong. It's basically yes. the bone that holds the heaven, it's the pillar to the heaven. So this point is actually called Tianzu, and it's right next to it. That's why it's called Tianzu. So that's a description of it. And basically, this point came out of Huan Di Nei Jin Lin Su Ben Su. Talk about how this point um, is along the foot Taiyang channel. 
um, and uh, and how it's located and what is used for. So, how would you locate this point, Jim? The bladder ten point is located directly below bladder nine. So, as we in review, I'll locate the external occipital protuberance very quickly using uh, palpating fingers and my supporting hand. Uh, and uh, then I'll find that lateral end of it and find bladder 9 directly below that. Then I'm looking for bladder 10. And with my uh, uh, supporting hand, again, I now shift one of the fingers I was palpating with, uh, uh, the index finger, for example, if I'm using bladder 9 with my middle finger, and I'm palpating for the first palpable spinous process, which is the spinous process of the second cervical vertebra. So on a moderately deep palpation, I can identify the first palpable spinous process. I keep that finger above that, so I'm above the second cervical vertebra, and uh, then uh, identify the level for bladder 10, which is at that level, and needle accordingly at the point bladder 10 below bladder 9. Did that make sense to you? Yes. Um, the only thing is that, I mean, you know, to palpate, there's some people who has very thick neck. Sure, Now, sure. how would you palpate cervical, too? Do you think um, you want them to tilt the head back and forth so they can have a sense of the muscle movement as well as the uh, exposure yeah. of that cervical too? Yeah. In most cases, even though we might have a very muscular neck or a wide neck or a neck with fatty tissue, in most cases, if I stay in contact with the base of the skull first and slide, again, moderately uh, firm uh, downward to the first palpable spinous process, I usually can find it without any trouble. I can, of course, have the patient retract their chin uh, or retract the cervical spine at the C1, C2 level, and then I'll be able to feel the movement as well. I could also spend a little more time, if I'd like, palpating around the transverse processes and, and identify the, the vertebra at that level too. But that takes a little experience to identify that. So in, in general, I can find this one well. Uh, the, the other point to, to keep in mind is um, staying below uh, the bladder 9 level. Okay. And I'm, I want to add something, just, a, a, of course, a clinical tip that you recognize, I'm sure, with your experiences. Uh, with time, we uh, use the method of observation to identify point locations or point, the location of points, too. So we're looking at the proportions of the back of the skull, identifying the, just to be very general, where the ears are identifying the uh, locations from points like bladder 9, and then uh, proportionally in using our observation locating where the point would be. So if this is lateral to the do 15, the same level of do 15, I'm yes. assuming yes. this is within the posterior hairline then. Yes, yes, it is. Just want to confirm that. Okay, good. <laughs> so let's move on to actions. Um, the action of Tianzu point um, is used to clear head, um, clear vision, it actually has a good strengthening um, tendon and bones. It's also good in dispersed wind, relief biao, activate and soothe tendon and collaterals. So these are some of the action of this point. So what are some of the primary indications that you would use this point for? Well, uh, for primary, I would uh, start with the neck pain in that area, the suboccipital muscles especially, uh, and uh, even the multifity muscles next to the spine, the deep spinal muscles, if you will. At the same time, it could be used for dizziness. It could be used for headache, uh, uh, perhaps together with a gallbladder 20 in that combination. However, I want to mention a couple of other maybe interesting applications as well. We'll call them secondary. One is the combination with bladder 10 and bladder 40 for low back pain based upon the idea of where bladder and uh, bladder muscle channels meet at the base of the skull in that area as well as in the uh, bladder 40 area. It's clinically a useful way to approach. It's not the only one, of course. The second is I have a colleague who talks about using this for Achilles tendonitis, basically, needling bladder 10, the upper part, or starting a little superior to it, needling into what feels like a tendinous area, but a 
essentially you're looking at the the muscle insertions of the the deep cervical muscles. So Achilles tendonitis and needling it and having the patient walk around if there's painful tendon or pain in the heel projected from the tendon. Wonderful. And I'll add on to it is also used for red eye, eye infection, sore throat, nasal congestion. I think you talked about some of it already. Um, and uh, um, interesting enough, this point is wonderful massage point in children um, with um, fever and chill situation. Um, and uh, um, um, it's a good point in uh, um, basically pediatric acupuncture. Um, and again, I totally agree with you. The combination of this point with the bladder 40 uh, used for lower back pain as well as neck pain combination. So talk about point combination. If we combine bladder 10 with lung 7, small intestine 3, we can, of course, use this for stiff neck and headache. Combined with large intestine 4 and tai yang, that's very good for red eye swelling pain. Combined with gallbladder 20, that's good for neck pain and stiff neck. Combined with gallbladder 20, also you can combine with Tai Chong, which is level 3 to be using for hypertension. And uh, um, you can also combine with Bai Hui, uh, Du 20, gallbladder 20, uh, He Gu to treat headache as well as stiff neck situations. Um, do you got anything else okay. to add? Maybe you can talk to us about needling. Sure. Um, in general, I needle this one obliquely or directing it in an oblique medial direction and going to a depth of 0.3 to 1 sun, 1 sun, especially if I can palpate very closely the spinous processes uh, uh, at that level. Uh, main point is to add here in terms of uh, precautionary measures that one doesn't want to needle too deeply in a medial direction because of the the possibility of uh, injuring a, 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 the, a, the medulla oblongata of the, the brain area. So um, the, there is a small risk at needling this at a very uh, deep depth and in a major direction. So oblique, medial, but not very deep and staying in contact with the bony structure of the cervical spine. Yes, and I think you're totally right. This is very, you have to be very careful. It can injure the, uh, the spine here. Uh, you can also moxa. Um, this is a good point that has been known, uh, can be used for moxa. And I would say in the classic, this point has been mentioned many, many times. Wang Di Nei Jin Su, Lin Su, Jue Bing talk about how this is very good for headaches, stiff neck, um, lower back pains. Wang Di Nei Jin again talk about how this is uh, very good um, for uh, foot pains and foot numbness type of situation. Zhen Jiu Jia Jin talk about how this is good for headaches, uh, manic depressive situation, sore throat situation. Zhen Jiu Jia Jin talk about for febrile disease. Tong Nen Su Xie uh, talk about for foot pain. Uh, Tong Nen Su Xie talk about how this is for vertical and brain pain. Zhen Jiu Da Chen talk about stiff neck. Bei Ji Qian Jin Yao Huang talk about how you can use for loss of smell, loss of smell. Um, just really quickly, there's a two part of research that has been interesting uh, information for us. When you needle this point on both sides, it can increase um, the uh, the basically increase the the electrical move electrical flow um, through the muscles through the muscles. So basically, saying is that it has a very strong. Uh, stimulation effect of those muscles in the back there. Number two is actually have known to be useful for Graves disease, especially when there's protrusion of the eyeball in the Graves disease, as you know, in the hyperthyroid situation. So this point has been known to be effective to treat that, and the way they treat it in the research is to actually inject saline water or uh, point injection, basically saline water or some herbs in that point to treat this condition. And this study claims that it has about 83.7% effective rate. 
So, that would be quite impressive. It would be indeed very, very impressive. So, that's bladder 10. Um, anything else to mm-hmm. add before we go to bladder 11? No, let's do bladder 11. All right, bladder 11, our final point for today is da zu. Uh, now we are now going into the neck area, uh, going to the trunk area. Now we are getting into uh, the body now, uh, instead of in the head and neck. Uh, basically, this point, da zu. Zu, da means big. Zu is um, the old days when you have the noom, noom machine, where you're weaving the threads together into fabric. And the da zu is that big bar that does that weaving. That there's that weaving that puts all the thread together. So in some way, da zu is, it's a meaning that it's a biggest support system for the body. Okay, the biggest support system of the new machine, but it also means the biggest support system for the body. So that's a description of that point. <clears throat> Since this is like the first thoracic spine area that we are talking about and really at the top of that um, uh, upper chest, upper um, uh, upper back area. Uh, so that's the meaning of this uh, particular uh, point. Um, and this originates from Huang Di Neijin, Lin Su, Chi Jie, Zhen Xie, talk about when you, um, uh, when you use this point, um, it's very useful uh, for different treatments, which we'll talk about a little bit later. How would you locate this point? I would locate bladder 11, 1.5 soon lateral to the inferior border of the spinous process of the first thoracic vertebra. And on a muscular level, that 1.5 sun equals the, the point between the lateral border of the rectospinal muscles, the palpable border, and the posterior midline. So I'm basically putting one finger on the midline uh, and another finger on the pos- lateral border of the muscle and dividing in half. And that point in the half is our 1.5 sun unit. Let me ask you a question. Is it yes, e- yes. Every time, is it always cervical seven, the biggest spine? No, it's not. <laughs> Short answer. Tell me more about so, it. Well, there's not much to tell you except there's individual differences that have to do with structural changes and postural factors and so forth. So if one is looking for the uh, larger one as an important landmark, it's only a, uh, it's only a probable landmark or it it's, can be helpful, but uh, one has to double check and make sure through especially passive motions of the cervical and thoracic spine to determine where the exact junction is for the C7 and, and correspondingly T1 junction. So that would be something I'd, that I'd have to demonstrate perhaps. But uh, basically simplifying, no, I don't believe the largest uh, Landmark is always a C7 uh, spinous process landmark. Very interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) You know, I I, I always wonder about that. And I always wonder, I mean, if you really, I mean, you know, finding the biggest bone and just call that C7, call that as a day is an easy way out. But yes. then if you cannot call as a C7, then you really have to palpate all the different vertebrae from the uh, neck yes. down. Um, yes. So that's, um, you know, I guess uh, life has no shortcuts. <laughs> and the characteristics of this point is that it's a very interesting point. It's actually in Chinese medicine, traditionally, it's actually a very, um, shall we say, very important point, since uh, this is an uh, influential point, actually. Uh, first of all, it's a, a major branching from the Du Channel, and it's a meeting point of both the uh, bladder channel as well as the small intestine channel of the hand Tai Yang. This is where both the Tai Yang channel of the hand and the foot actually meets. And it's also one of the eight influential points of the bone. And uh, so, uh, and Huang Di Neijing also talk about how. This is also a meeting point with the Chong channel, which is the Chong Mai Chong channel. So this point, it's got a lot of interesting things here to look at, um, which we can, of course, talk about. I think 
we don't have the time today to talk about the influential points. So maybe we can have a podcast on that one day about the A influential points. Um, but um, Jim, what do you think? In terms of its actions and applications, well, I, I understand those that you mentioned. Uh, I use it, uh, just one of the points you mentioned, I mentioned I, I do like to use it for bladder, small intestine, channel pathology in the upper back and neck, especially related to a typical combination of, of, of muscles which shorten and get stiff, uh, levator scapula, the rhomboid muscles, and, and even the trapezius muscle, that area. But I'll just say as a local point application. Uh, I also want to mention here, uh, or I, it's actually adding to it, I'm aware of the time, so I want to say this quickly, is uh, this point, uh, as well as bladder 12, of course, and bladder 13, is over the lung and the bronchioles uh, to a certain extent. And so I could use this point for dyspnea, or shortness of breath, if you will, and asthma conditions, and even for a cough as well. So I want to point out that the, the points in the upper bladder channel area, the thoracic region, can be used for cough as well. And to I was going to ask, yes. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, continue. No, uh, beauty for before age, please. <laughs> beauty before age. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I mean, to sum what you just say, sum it up, this point is to use to strengthen the tendons and bones and clear, um, you know, um, exogenous heat pathogens, disperse the lung chi, uh, basically, uh, like what you were saying, um, this point has been known to combine with bladder 13, uh, Fei Su, to treat almost any type of lung illnesses. Now, you know, we can always debate here for the whole day, but I wonder, uh, and I really need to go and look into my textbook, whether or not this point can be used strongly for osteopenia and osteoporosis since it's an influential point of the bone? Yeah, it's a good question. See what you can find out. Yes, yes. And also, so therefore, you know, com uh, com combining with what you're saying, I just want to continue. It's also very good, uh, very, very good for tonsillitis. It's been known for tonsillitis uh, situations. And as for point combination, um, you can uh, combine this uh, with to strengthen the bones um, for neck pains, neck spine issues. You can combine with lung 7 and lung 5 to regulate the lung, stop cough, and stop asthma. And you can also combine with CV17, stomach 40 to treat cough. You can combine this point bladder 11 with lung intestine 4 to treat for toothaches. You can combine with Du 14, gallbladder 20, Da Zui Feng Zi, as well as bladder 13, Fei Su, stomach 36, Zhu Sunny, for the treatment of asthma. So these are some of the combinations. And how would you needle this point? Uh, generally speaking, obliquely, medially, uh, 0.5 to 1.5. And let me finish this one, although I'm well aware that it can go to 0. Point, most sources say 0. 0.3 to 0. 0.5. I like to connect this point to the Watojiaji point at the same level. So basically, that's why I go up to 1.5 sun. Now, the other point to be made here in terms of needle direction is uh, this point can also be needled obliquely laterally. I like to do that when I'm trying to treat a stiff neck due to a problem of the muscle of the levator scapula muscle, which is uh, the small intestinal channel. As you mentioned, this point connects bladder and small intestinal channel. Uh, I do need to add, and as we will add to all the points in the thoracic area uh, at the level of the lung that this point should be needled with caution uh, in any type of direction anteriorly, at best avoid that anterior direction because of the possible uh, danger of hitting the lung or meeting the lung on deep puncture in this anterior direction. So avoid injuring the lung, avoid pneumothorax. I would agree with you. In fact, I am usually more conservative with this point. I usually would start with about 0.3 to 0.5 twin mm -hmm. for all my acupuncture students. Yes. And I but, always... But I want, yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, I just want to point out, I'm clearly meaning not anteriorly, of course. I'm directing it towards the jaji point at that area. So it's at a, a oblique angle. Yeah. I'm not going You're basically deep. talking about stay away from the 90-degree angle. And, yes. And uh, you're going for more oblique. And I agree with you. And I think that if you're going toward the spinal and oblique, of course, have different degrees of oblique. Yes. If you do it even closer to horizontal, I think you can go, as you were saying, 0.5 to 1.5. You can definitely go deeper. But yes. as, uh, I think for beginning acupuncturists, I would stay about 0.3 to 0.5 obliquely uh, toward medial area. Uh, so that's what I would do. And moxa, you can definitely use this for moxa, for both uh, yes. uh, for moxa, um, indirect moxa. Uh, classics, um, you talk about how this point can be used to disperse and sedate chest heat. Zhen Jiu Jiai Jin talk about how this is very good for stiff neck, headaches, version, aversion to cold, as well as any kind of spinal pains and lumbar pains. Um, and Zhen Jiu Jiai Jin also talk about uh, how uh, this point uh, is a meeting point for both the Taiyang channels of the foot and the hand. And Zhou Hou Bei Fang actually is a book that's more on herbs, talk about how this could be very good for bee syndrome. And Zhen Jiu Da Chen talk about how this is for spasms of the tendons, uh, mostly in the neck area, as well as um, uh, seizure situations. Um, you ready for research? I'm ready. I tell you, this thing has literally 11 or 12 research items that I can go through really quickly. But I would say this point is probably one of the highest count of research I have ever seen in my quote-unquote search. Um, number one, it actually has calcium metabolism influences. It changes wow. the um, serum calcium level. Um, the treatment of this point actually can um, increase the serum calcium level. It actually helps to keep the calcium absorption, keep the calcium in the blood and still being passed out. Number two, it's been actually used, observed that by using this point, is actually speeds up any kind of bone fracture in any part of the body, the healing of it. So that's wow. the second thing. The third thing is that this point actually have increased lung capacity. It increases lung capacity. And number four, this point, when you use um, plaster, if you use bai jiezi, plaster, which is a Chinese herb, as you know, I think that's radish seed. No, radish it seed is, is lai hu zi, no, I think. It's, it's one it's, of them. Uh, bai yeah. jiezi, anyway. It's, so you, you plaster it on that point, or you can use it for lung su point. And uh, mm. um, when you do these plaster, these three points, the da zu, uh, the fei su, the feng men, you know, the bladder 11, 12, 13, very good for asthma in the summer, very good for asthma in the winter. It is so extraordinary, they actually treated 3,700 cases with good effect. Now, let's just give you some idea of the intensity of these, some of these research, the, 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 the number of it. It's used also for chronic bronchitis, okay, it's used for bronchitis, used for stiff neck situation where it combined with bladder 10, gallbladder 20, small intestine 3 situations. Um, it's also used for um, sty, used for sty in the eye. Uh, it's been known for three for styes. That's pretty impressive there. Uh, used for toothache and used for hyperactivity, Graves' disease for uh, hyperactive hyperthyroidism. Okay, uh, used for sciatica. Uh, you can combine this point with mimen, uh, which is do for and uh, uh, prick and lack of blood and uh, uh, basically bloodletting. Uh, 54 cases, very, very good effect. Um, so, again, and then there are other two research that shows very effective for tooth pain as well as sty. And the sty, you also talk about mostly you have to needle and bleed for sty. 
So anyway, so these are just some of the research that I can find for this point. Great. Thanks for that information. No problem. Interesting point. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of times we often just jump to bladder 13 a lot of times for the lung issues. But what we don't realize is that this point, I must stress, is classically a very important point. In fact, it's probably even more important than the lung point for a lot of problems, not just for the lung. But since it's higher up, it's even higher up than the lung bladder 13. And since lung, you're really reaching for the highest point. This is the highest point of the lung. So for the most intense and the strongest treatment for the lung, I must say that this point surpasses bladder 13. Very good. Anything else to add? No, I think you summarized it quite well. I think we'd run over time a little bit. Got too excited. Maybe it's the caffeine. But I assure you there wasn't any green tea that I drink today. But Jim, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Dr. Gao. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of these acupuncture points. And we look forward to visiting with you again in our next episode. In the meantime, we wish you wellness and health. 